Let's have a word of prayer. Gracious God, thank you for your creation. Thank you for each other. Thank you for meaningful work and purpose in our lives. Thank you for the chance to be in relationship with you, the giver of life. Amen. It has been observed many times that we humans have three basic spiritual and emotional needs. Belonging, purpose, and transcendence. The need for belonging is the need for community with other human beings, like Jenny was talking about in her children's message. Relationships. The need for purpose is the need for through our efforts, making a difference in other people's lives so that our time on earth is meaningful. The need for transcendence is the need to experience a relationship with a higher power who transcends our existence but also grounds us in who we really are. The iconic story in the Garden of Eden in Genesis puts, us, uh, puts in place for us the the basic scaffolding of the entire Judeo-Christian tradition, and it addresses all three of these primordial needs, belonging, purpose, and transcendence. And I'd like to explore these just a bit as sort of an introduction to this year. Uh, first of all, community. Jenny's uh, children's message is a really good reminder about how Genesis addresses belonging. Uh, let's unpack what we learn here. God said it's not good for the man to be alone, and so a woman is created. A couple of points about this. First of all, uh, the language here that often gets translated as helper, man needs a helper, ha has often been uh, misinterpreted to mean someone who is subordinate or inferior. That's not what this means. The best translation is equal partner. It's about partnership really important point, lest it fall into the wrong hands. Secondly, it's also worth pointing out that in the previous uh, chapter of Genesis, uh, which tells us about the final act of creation after, you know, the first day, second day, and then the final act on the sixth day is what or who was created on the sixth day? The crowning achievement of creation, man and woman. Now, with this pattern already established, it could be argued that the last one created in this telling of the story in Genesis 2 is also the crowning glory. And who was the last one created in the text that Paul just read? The women are snickering. Yeah, they're, they're. Sorry, fellow men. Uh, the woman is the last one created here, perhaps the crowning glory. I'm not just sucking up. Uh, okay, I am. But clearly, this story uh, means to also establish that it takes uh, two to perpetuate the species. It affirms here uh, this story, the gift of sexuality and, and, and a lifelong partner. However, it's important to point out, it doesn't mean that a person who does not marry or have a sexual partner is wrong or any less than someone who, who does or is. And here's why. Again, Jenny covered this in 
her children's message. When God says it is not good for a man to be alone, this means more broadly that a person, any person, needs other people. That's the broader point here. But interestingly, in this story, God didn't arrive at human community right away, did he? God was trying to find a partner for the man, an equal, so that together they could communicate and work together as a team that takes care of creation. And it seems that God first tried out various members of the animal kingdom for that role of partner. Now, this is not normally read, Genesis 2, as a a comedy, (laughs) but it kind of is. It's actually pretty funny. Think about it. Let's pretend that Nick is God. Hello, Nick slash God. And I'm the lonely man who was created. And God starts sending animals over to be... Where are you going? Well, he starts sending animals over to be, uh, to be my uh, partner to manage uh, creation. Uh, Pastor John, if I'm going to be God, I, I, have to do it, I have to do it right. So I need an angel with me. My angel, okay. please flutter up here. Flutter, 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 flutter. Look at this angel. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Stop, I right? Can't it's... argue with that. That's... All right. Well... <clears throat> As God now, I, uh, well, I hear you're in kind of a, kind of a pickle, Adam. You need someone, okay? Now, I don't know who we're going to go for exactly right away, but we're going to try some things out. So, uh, Angel, uh, go, go fetch me a, a partner for Adam here. Oh, perfect. Yes, this is one of my favorite creations here. So this here, Adam, I got you a nice companion, uh, the pig. Now, what do you think about that? Just tell me what you think about the pig. Fine. Thoughts uh, on the pig. Mr. Pig, so let's divvy up the duties. So I got dinner tonight. I'll set up. Uh, you, you in charge of cleanup then? Does that work in the partnership? Oink. <laughs> I don't know if he... Oink. Do you speak... I don't speak, uh, I don't speak, uh, I don't speak oink, uh, but I'm not sure this is uh, going to work with the cleanup part. I don't know. I got a bad feeling about that. Do do you have another, do you have another one or do you have more to say? Oink. Okay. Okay. All right. You know what? That's pretty much it. Okay. No, that's not going to work. Let's try. All right. Uh, You got someone else in mind for a Angel, come here. Come hither. Come hither. All right. Come fetch me. Go fetch him. Go fetch him. Flutter, 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 flutter. Okay, here we go. Ah, oh, yes, perfect. Perfect. All right, what this do we is, got? Now, this what is do we got really, here? You can't, you can't get any. This is like cream of the crop. Like, this is top of the, top of the food chain, if you will. I got my lion here. All right, so this lion, I mean, that's... Okay. Jealous, right? He's a, he's a little scary, I'll admit, but... Mr. Lion, so uh, would this work? I will, uh, I'll be in charge of agriculture, and will you look over the uh, hooved animals? Mm. What was, was that? Roar. Oh. Roar. Roar. That's, you know that one? I don't know. Does that mean yes? Know Does that, that mean no? Uh, something so something tells me that that might go haywire if he's in charge of the hooved animals. So, now, I, do, you, do you have someone else in mind? I don't know. We got pig, lion. This doesn't seem oh, to be come working. Here, come we're, here. Not, we're not speaking the same language. All right, we got to go big here. 
Come on. We got to go big. We got to get, get close. We, come on, Angel. Okay. Okay. Flutter, flutter, flutter. Ah, yes. Here we go. Now we have it. Okay. Now here with this creation here, this is perfect, okay? Just as there's every atom out there, every atom needs a monkey. <laughs> so okay. the, I mean, that's close to a the, monkey. That's close. <laughs> okay, Mrs. Mrs. Monkey, how will this work in a in a partnership? I will handle uh, reaping the produce in, in the garden, but we have workers. Could you hand could you be in charge, Mrs. Monkey? Of, of the discipline mm. and making sure everyone stays in line. She'd be good at that. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> ooh, 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 ah, ah. Does that inspire confidence? Does that seem like she's gonna, gonna get, if we put a monkey that. in charge of discipline, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what she's saying, but it doesn't seem yeah. right. I, I don't know. Thanks, thanks, but we, we may have to find a different path. Um, so thank you, thank you, Mr. Angel. Thank you, Mr. Mr. God, Mr. Mr. God, um, any other ideas? Well, <laughs> said Adam, in actuality, as a matter of fact, we know that God did have another idea. Someone much closer to home. And by the way, thank you, monkey, lion, and pig. Well, well done. It's not good for a person to be alone, and so we have flesh of my own flesh, as it were. We were made, were we not, to be in companionship and for community. And this is where we learn the greatest power in the universe in community, namely, love. This is where we learn to identify our gifts together for the purpose of taking care of creation and each other. Community. We've got our community. But we were also made to be not only in relationship with each other, but relationship with someone else, namely God. In Genesis 1, we learn that we uniquely, among all the creatures, were made in the image of God. So we are not God, but like God, and we are made to share in God's purpose for creation, which is the flourishing of life in all of its forms. That's what God seeks. That's what we do as well. But being made in the image of God is yet another reason we need community. We see God's reflection in each other as we're made in the image of God. We see God's reflection in our neighbor. We see God's reflection in the children who are still in cages on the border. We see God's reflection in everyone. Indeed, we experience God through each other. I think we've all had that experience, as well as being reminded of the significance of all of God's children. In Genesis 2, there's a different picture offered of our relationship with God, that we are just, what, dust, animated, given life by the breath of God. So every breath we take is really God's breath. This is what we need, uh, I think, to remember when we think that we are self-sufficient and don't need anybody's help, Oliver. Uh, namely, <laughs> we all have to go through that learning process. Um, 
that we are dependent on God. That's what the forbidden fruit is all about. It's munching down on the idea that we don't need God, that we can know enough on our own and be our own internal command center. But then things really get messed up. Now, God wants us to use our gifts to the fullest, to learn as much as possible, but to know that we are, in the end, creatures who are dependent on our creator, dust that is dependent on divine breath. And so God asks each one of us to trust the one who made us, who's given us life and good things, who will continue to give us what we need and even more. All this is an unmerited gift. We were made to be in relationship with God and to behold the childlike wonder and glory of it all. How do you nourish your relationship with God? And lastly, I want to close with, we've talked about belonging and purpose, or belonging and transcendence, purpose. Close with this one. Genesis 2 is, is full of purpose. Before we were even made, God had our role and purpose in mind, namely, someone to till and keep the garden. That's why we were made. And that means the garden is creation. So we were, we were deputized by God to be curators of life in all of its forms, to manage God's assets. That's why we're here. Not to ravage creation for our own purposes, but to take care of it. Not to use creation like a supermarket to go shopping in, but to tend to it as a living ecosystem, which it is, and of which we are a part. This, of course, includes the human race. So how do we care for each other, work together, celebrate our diversity and our differences and the abundance of life on this planet? These are questions right out of Genesis, and they couldn't be more relevant than today. That is our purpose and our calling. And yet today, many people struggle in their lives with a, a lack of meaning. It's kind of, a, of epidemic proportions. What difference does my life make? So many wonder. Or if a person has faith, what does my faith have to do with the daily grind, which seems kind of pointless? And so we are haunted by meaninglessness. The message of Genesis 2 is that everything we do has meaning and makes a difference in one way or another. Um, this week, my heart is heavy because I uh, had to say goodbye to my dad on, on Labor Day. Um, and as I've been thinking about the legacy of my dad, it really fits with Genesis 2 because I've, I've never seen anyone who embodied this sense more than my dad did of the daily meaning of life all of our acts and our decisions, then my dad, he lived life driven by a sense of purpose and calling. In my early years as a pastor, I would sometimes uh, read a, a draft of my sermon to him, and he would often ask afterwards, uh, John, what is it that you want me to do as a result of your sermon? <laughs> I don't know. Isn't it enough just to make some good points and sit down? This question always uh, you know, annoyed me. But that was my dad in a nutshell. 
He wasn't fooling around in this life. He believed to his core that God put us on this earth for a purpose, that God was up to something in each one of us to make a difference in someone else's life. So the question is always, what are we supposed to do next? What's the work? What's the task? He didn't want to waste one second of his life or let me waste a second either. One time when I was reading a novel, um, he asked me how I had time to read novels. I said, uh, Dad, we're on vacation. Relax. <laughs> we're supposed to have time to read novels on vacation. Okay, he could get a little overboard sometimes. But his drivenness was never because he was trying to get points in heaven or something. He lived with a profound sense of God's gift of grace to him. It was more that he felt a responsibility to live out the role to which God had called him, to tell the good news of God's love and to nurture life in this world. And so, as a pastor first, then a research psychologist, he gave his life to learning what young people were going through in their faith, in their faith development, so that we could help them. This led to the founding of Search Institute, and the Youth and Family Institute. Having gone through intense grief himself over the loss of a son, he wrote a book on grief with my mom to help others in their grief. Observing that a new family had just moved into the neighborhood, a single mom with, with kids, he made sure that we invited them over for dinner. And he understood that nothing was more meaningful than caring for the life of your own family. And so my memories are filled with Dad playing basketball in the driveway with us, hiking in the mountains, summer vacation, telling us Bible stories in his own words, and being there for me when I would hit a rough patch. If anyone wonders why I'm teaching the course called GPS, that's why. This world and what we do is filled with meaning and the presence of God. We need to help each other and guide each other in using our gifts and responding to our callings. Dad taught us that. God, help us to till the garden of life, bind us in life-giving community with one another, turn us to you each day in childlike trust. Amen. <laughs>